Are all minds clear? This is a different perspective and look at things that happen in life. I'm brave enough to start a conversation that matters. Be prepared to be intrigued, captivated, and entertained in a unique way. Who am I? This is Jared Gerard, a stylish, witty, distinguished gentleman who resides in the nation's capital, the District of Columbia. Let's do this. Welcome to Are All Minds Clear? Divorce isn't a easy thing to discuss. It took me some time to wrap my head around and to prepare myself to be vulnerable before I took a dive to have this discussion. I even invited and tried to get people who are currently going through a divorce and who have been divorced to join in on the conversation. But I was unsuccessful, mainly because maybe they didn't want to revisit the wound, the person that had already been divorced, and then the person that is being currently being divorced probably didn't want to pull back the scabs because it hurts. It's a recent hurt because that's what they're going to currently. But here I am in my studio here in Northwest DC, and I'm going to testify with you. Imagine graduating from college and being distracted at the same time. As a college graduate, I really didn't get a chance to enjoy the graduation because I was looking forward to getting married. All of the plans that involve getting married, securing a church, finding a pastor, and then of course, finding all of the decorations you need to make a wedding successful. Those distractions kept me from enjoying graduation But once again, I was looking into the future and began planning for what I thought would be the perfect marriage. We made a decision on the colors. They would be gold and white. Her in a beautiful white dress and me in a white tux with accents of gold. Oh, how beautiful that would be. Inside the church that we picked, a family church that she belonged to. The decor in the church, without us even knowing before we chose our colors, were similar colors. And the way the light shined through the stained glass windows, this would be the perfect location for what I thought would be the perfect marriage. After all the pomp and circumstance, the reception afterwards, the pictures with families, us getting into the Lincoln that had been rented and driving it to our apartment that we already had secured. Wow, we were exhausted. The closer we got to the apartment, the cloudier it got. The closer we got, then it began to mist. The closer we got, 
Then it began to rain. Now this rain, this storm, this precipitation was a sign, however, of new growth, new beginning, and prosperity. Two incomes is better than one. Lifestyle change, we're able to go out to eat. Now, all of this didn't come without a struggle. There were nights with hot dogs and layaways. But through it all, as we grew together, began to travel, and then home ownership came, and then church membership. So that rain on our wedding day was indicative of our future together. As we began to travel, we wanted to travel more. So we went to different places to visit. I remember Atlanta being a city that was of choice uh, because she had relatives that lived there, but we never did visit Atlanta. It was always a talk. However, we visited Washington, D.C. and we really enjoyed it. And we kept contemplating about it. And at that time, my mind was ready to move on and to try something different. And so we packed up and I think she got a job first, being in education. So we packed up and I had been looking for a job, had two prospects in the wings. And I remember shipping one car and driving the other. And we drove 20, you know, came east from Texas to DC spent the night. I remember visiting, uh, stopping in Lithonia, Georgia at that time. Bishop Eddie Long was popular and New Birth Church was right there on the way coming eastward. After going eastward for a while, we stayed on the course and stayed on the interstate. And before we knew it, we were traveling no longer eastward, but we had begun to bend toward the north and we connected to I-95. Now, I-95 has so, it's just that one interstate there. We noticed carts, uh, plates from over 30 of the 52 states using that I-95 corridor, you know, coming through uh, South Carolina and North Carolina and coming up that way through Virginia. And all we saw was beautiful trees because we came in the you know dead of the summer, May. So we just seen beautiful trees. And as we got closer, I remember being around the Spotsylvania area. And uh, it's almost like the clouds begin to dim again. Here comes the rain again. But this time, I witnessed something with my eyes that I will never forget. It was as if the cloud had opened and a pitcher of water was poured out and it began to rain heavily. Once again, we were transitioning, moving eastward, moving to the mid-Atlantic, coming to Washington, D.C., and the rain was yet again present. The showers were so strong and they were so consistent to the point where the ground almost couldn't hold the amount of water. 
storms were so strong. I remember the windshield wipers being on the highest speed. You still could only see so far in front of you. Some people began to pull over. But then one thing I remember, turn on my flashers, drive slow, but keep moving. Because just as the storm is moving, I know that I too was moving. So as the closer we got to Northern Virginia, the storm that came over 95 was going in the maybe the eastern and western direction and we were traveling north. We finally passed the storm and the sun began to shine. Being in Northern Virginia, being in the DMV area, promotions came, home ownership, and we became parents. When I return, the discussion about being married to divorce will continue. According to the law offices of Heath L. Baker, divorced men often undergo severe emotional turmoil. They may feel angry at one time and sad or depressed the next. They also suffer from regret, loneliness, disappointment, denial, and guilt. Such strong emotions often take a toll on their mental health. Studies show that divorces are equally hard on men and significantly affect their overall health, happiness, and life. Eleven point seven percent of men are likely to go through a divorce. Currently, about twenty-two percent of women and twenty-one percent of men have been divorced once or more in their lives. I am Jared Gerard, and testimony service continues now. Now with all this water on the ground, all this vegetation, all this deep green trees that we had to become accustomed to and how the Commonwealth of Virginia protected the trees and you couldn't chop trees. And if you did, you had to replace them to double the amount of trees that you taken down. So all of this greenery, all of this lushness that the storm had created also brings growing pains, problems that you encounter on the way. When things are growing, pushing through the dirt and withstanding the sun, doesn't always feel good. But we grow in experience and character every day of our lives. And experiences and stories that I'm sharing with you or ways that those with a listening ear can pick up nuggets and pick up things that they, use, they too can use during the growing process. So with all the vegetation, all this greenery still doesn't come without having growing pains. I'm an avid reader, always have been, 
you've probably heard prior podcasts where I talked about, you know, being in the third grade and going to get my library card and checking out books. And, you know, I thought about it the other day. I was having a conversation with someone and I said, I wonder if there's a way, I wish there was a way I could find out from the very inception of having my library card, the books that I have checked out. I was a library card holder at the Dallas Library. And then when I moved to Virginia, I became uh, a card holder in Virginia. And now I'm in D.C. and I'm a card holder in each one of those places. I spent a lot of time in the library getting books, uh, self-help books and books, you know, say if I knew someone that was a counselor or they were a psychologist, well, I couldn't afford maybe to go to their sessions, but many psychologists, a little secret, they write books on the very thing that they practice. So if you have time to read, they give you application, give you exercises they can do. So I always have been an avid reader. So having said all that, as time grows and having growing pains and having little hiccups here and there, I made sure I read several books, you know, about relationship and communication. And, and I was big into counseling. I remember WHUR, which is Howard University's uh, radio on Saturday, they had a segment about mental health. And there was a lady, Audrey Chapman, just came to me, Audrey Chapman, and she had, um, she would give advice. And then she had, at the end of her uh, show, she had a list of therapists. And I remember writing those therapists names down. So doing all of what I was going through, the ins and out in the maze of a marriage, I wanted to take advantage of all courses of action. So books, counseling with ministers, professional counseling, uh, journaling, prayer, prayer, I exercised all courses of action before I made a decision that got me to where I am presently. The following suggested readings helped me along the way. Two books. The first one, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman and Bringing Up Boys, Practical Advice and Encouragement for Those Shaping the Next Generation of Men by Dr. Jane Dobson. In a study done by Penn State University, the top reasons men listed for divorce was incompatibility, infidelity, lack of communication, and personality problems. Fast forward, transitions are occurring. My fantasy of marriage was shattered by my reality. Silence held me in bondage because I feared being exposed about my truth. But at the recommendation from our marriage counselor from my personal counselor, from books I read, 
supplication and time and prayer and my intuition, I decided to end my fantasy. Honestly, I was taking blind steps, not sure where those steps would lead me. People always have the thought process, at least some of the people that I dealt with. Oh, men are not really affected by divorce. They're happy to be free. Not necessarily true. Remember working and, you know, having to deal with that in silence and still having to perform at work. And my immediate manager, you know, he was married, had two daughters. He was happily married. So he wasn't quite getting it. And I knew I couldn't really confide in him. But the director, a divorce, had been remarried. Talked to him. And he gave me advice and empathy and told me, say, take some time off and do what you need because men are affected by divorce. That was the first time I began to realize what he was saying was true. The weight of trying to please others became too much to bear. My appearances of being a good husband unraveled slowly and the gig was up and I wasn't fooling anybody but myself. So there I was standing at the gate looking in trying to find out how I was going to reintroduce myself to the single life. Changes had occurred. Social media was popular. FaceTime, Twitter, dating apps, Instagram, all that was popping. So it was a learning curve. Had to relearn what it was to be single after being married for such a long time. Oh, that sounds exciting. And it was initially until once again you pull back the layers of the onion and find out the core, the truth in the middle, that it's all really a game and you just have to know the rules of engagement. It really almost came too much to bear. It's like, really? Is this what single's all about? Day by day, things begin to get better. And then I became accountable and accepted the responsibilities of what was going on into my life. I remember Chrisette Michelle had a song out and it was called Blame It On Me. And that became my anthem because I wanted to take responsibility of what I had done in the marriage. I wanted to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, what did you do? Because when there's two people involved, there's two two people involved. And it was like, once I finally faced up that, it was like a resurrection moment. Like I could see the light, I could actually breathe and the weight on the shoulders were not as heavy. Being a divorced dad came along with his challenges for sure. 
You know, I was getting on the job training of being a dad already, first time child, and then to experience this in the middle of it. I remember a summertime when Luke and I was together and we were um, spending time in the District of Columbia in summertime, you know, Father's Day, June. And we were at the beautiful gardens at the Smithsonian, just walking through the flowers and just to see him jumping up and playing and watching the flowers. And I ran into two friends of mine, George and Jarvis, and they complimented me and it really made me feel good. I'll never forget running into them on Father's Day. And that was their first time uh, meeting Luke. I don't know how you know, in retrospect, you know, how did I accomplish the summer camps and the one-way tickets and the missed flights and the points used for hotel and mortgage and insurance and food and how did I do it? And then how did I overcome the guilt of being an absent father because my son was living in another state? So there was many times I overcompensated with him. It was hard for me not to say no because I felt like me not being physically present, I wasn't there. But then I realized, you know, you're using the internet, the email, uh, Google, this and that, you know, writing. So you're doing the best you can to be in the life of your child. So I learned not to be so bad on myself. You know, a lot of times we have to realize, would you listen or be friends with someone who talked to you the way you talk to yourself? I truly, I truly doubt it. So that is a definite lesson for us to kind of not be so hard on ourselves, especially when you're already going through a hard thing. YourDivorceQuestions.org says most men experience a 10 to 40% drop in their standard of living, child support and other divorce-related payments, a separate home or apartment, and the possible loss of an ex-wife's income definitely add up. In fact, divorce has more negative connotation for men than women. They suffer more in silence and are likely to develop feelings of resentment and hopelessness after divorce. The things people do to be accepted can sometimes wreak havoc on all involved. It's test time. I've testified. Now it's time to take the test. And I would like to share with you what I have learned. My advice to anyone who I see taking the route of making indirect vows to please someone else should be avoided at all costs. I learned how to accept the perspective in which my partner saw me. You know, we see, see ourselves one way, but when the mirror is held up, do we really like what we see when we look in the mirror? I learned how to relinquish the control and my need to orchestrate and plan every step of the relationship. I learned to be true to myself. I realized pleasing others at my own expense was lethal. You recall the announcement that you get on the plane. If you have an infant and if there's a case of an emergency and you need a mask, first put the mask on yourself. And then on the infant, you know, what good are we if we can't help ourselves? First, I learned to love the love of my child. 
how to give and receive unconditional love. I learned to listen and not just hear. A lot of time we hear, but we don't really listen. And the reason why we don't listen because we're so quick to speak and defend ourselves. But I learned to listen and not just hear. My faith was exercised and I became wise, more mature, experienced. I learned the greatest love of all lives deep inside of me. And when I love me, I honor my creator. I also learned to keep trying, to keep trying to better yourself. If you fall, you get back up. And to be honest and transparent as much as you can with people who were involved and to make sure they hear your apology. You know, sometimes you can apologize and people are so angry or so distracted they don't really hear you. But I've learned to do all that. And it's very interesting, you know, now that I've been through that, I do know that men are definitely affected by divorce. But anything that you go through, any growing pains that I mentioned earlier, with all the rain and the sunshine, it makes you a better person. And I'm so glad to be a better person and to be where I am and to have the experiences that I have right now. I don't take anything from it because if I would have did it another way, I wouldn't have met this person. I would have been doing this. So it's all orchestrated because where I am right today is my destiny. Thanks for your listening ear and feedback. Help support this podcast by sending donations via Cash App to dollar sign I am Jared Gerard. That's dollar sign I A M J A R E D J A R O D. Music credits, Chrisette's Michelle from the album Epiphany and the release Blame It On Me. This concludes another episode of Are All Minds Clear?